Happy New Year. We Got a Memo podcast is back. Uh, first, I, th- I feel like we got to apologize for the long gap between recordings. I think last time last time we talked was before the Pittsburgh Buffalo game. Um, and that so that's like two regular season games and the first round of the playoffs have gone by since. Um, so first off, we are sorry for not keeping up during the holiday season, but we hope everyone had a good holiday season, a Merry Christmas, Happy Annika, and Happy New Year. But now we're back and we're going to talk about the college football playoff and the NFL playoffs. Um, maybe I think so right now it's just me and Zay John's gonna hop on we should probably try to get another recording out about you know coaching hires um, and maybe some other topics that we won't necessarily or storylines we won't really touch on because we can't touch on everything today Um, but I know Roland said he's gonna do something specifically about the Patriots Um, he was supposed to do it yesterday but he didn't and then his take on the playoffs. But we're just going to see where things go tonight. Hopefully it's not too long. Um, so we're going to start with college football, though. Uh, Xavier, you, did what? Did you watch both playoff games? I did. Okay, yeah. so did I. Let's start with the LSU-Oklahoma game. Were you surprised? No. Um, I think I bad the Oklahoma offense was. Um, I was expecting a little bit better from them and Jalen Hurts, um, just because Lincoln Riley, I don't know, he's known to be a good offensive coach, so I was expecting a little bit better from him. But other than that, no, the game went as I expected, to be honest. LSU to win and win easily. But, yeah. So, I, I agree with you. But I, I was actually a little surprised, and mostly because, one, I didn't think LSU was going to be up 55-0 to zero at halftime. Um, what's up, John? Um, we're talking about college football playoffs right now. I was confused because I didn't see Xavier on. Uh, oh, he's on. Um, that's okay. Did you watch the college football playoffs, John? Okay, that's all right. Um, I'm I'm just talking about we're talking about uh, the LSU Oklahoma game, and I'm just saying, I was surprised not that LSU won, but like how much they won by, because one I didn't think LSU had this like shut down defense. Like I knew I knew they were good, but I didn't think they were that to, at that level. But also, I thought Lincoln Riley would play call better, and I thought Jalen Hurts, with his experience playing SEC football for a few years, might help him out. Oh, yeah. So that's yeah. what surprised me. I'm not surprised that they won. I'm just surprised how much they won. What are your thoughts on that game, John? Yeah, I think um, I was surprised at how much the conversation was about Joe Burrow. Mm-hmm. Um, did he win? Okay, so he was the Heisman winner. Yes. 493 passing yards and eight total touchdowns. Um, but I just, you know, I I think I was really surprised by how well he performed with 
32, 30 yards, where Tigers score in seven out of eight possessions. I, um, yeah, I think, um, I was surprised at how well he played. Maybe I'm a doubter in the Heisman capabilities, but curious to see, you know, of course he may, I don't, yeah, just curious to see how he does. I will say, before he gets to the NFL, he I feel like he stepped up in the bigger games he played this season. The first matchup against Texas, they were going back and forth. He brought them to victory. Against Alabama, he definitely stepped up. Against Georgia, he made some huge plays. And then, obviously, in the college football uh, semifinal, he made big plays. So I fully expect him to be ready and guns blazing in this championship game. I... I'll, we'll get to our picks later, but I have no doubt that Joe Burrow is going to put up some numbers against Clemson. Yeah, and quick thing on that, too. I So, I knew Oklahoma defense, like, I mean, it's right, Big 12. They're not known for good defenses, but they didn't play bad. Like, if you look at the passes that Joe Burrow made, they were just so spot on. Um, and the defenders most for the most part were right with the receivers, but yes. Joe Burrow just made such good passes that the defenders couldn't get to him. So I just I think going along with what John said, I was just very impressed with his accuracy because if he isn't that accurate, but some of those passes get knocked down because the Oklahoma defenders were with them. So I was just surprised with how accurate and precise his passes were. Yeah, he. It, I mean, it definitely helps that he has like two yeah. NFL receivers. But the fact that he, if he, he's throwing the balls at their hands in stride, so they can just keep going, right? Like some quarterbacks just put it on their body, and you know, you get a twenty yard gain, and you're done. He's putting it right on the money, where these guys can go for thirty, run after the catch, just really good placement. Um, so he played really well, and I know. Most of us, I don't, John, you watched the, did you watch the Clemson-Ohio State game? I did. Okay, yeah, I thought so. Our group chat was going off. I know we all watched this game. Um, I know Zay and I were picking Clemson to win against Ohio State. Um, but I really, I, it was a great game. Uh, oh, yeah. Came down to the wire. Both teams playing well. Questionable calls by the refs, but what's new? Um, and I know, I know I said something in the text about how, you know, this game shows why Trevor Lawrence was number one and Justin Fields was number two, but I had missed that, uh, his wide receiver slipped in the end zone on that game ending interception. So I take that back, but I mean, it was a back and forth game. Uh, Clemson was down 16-0, came back to win it 29-23. Do you get what do you guys what do you guys think of the game other than it just being a really good game? John, um, I was surprised at Clemson's grit and desire to come back. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I remember, didn't start right at halftime. They got the touchdown right before halftime started 
I think so. The long, the long QB run. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking of. Um, When Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, and I think sometimes I question, you know, the value of the, you know, is the quarterback overrated? Blah blah blah. But I think in that moment, Trevor Lawrence stepped up and showed the grit that Clemson clung on to and built off of. Because they they did well throughout the regular season. Um, you can, you know, look at their schedule and be like, oh, well, you know, they may have played some difficult teams, may have skated through, but this shows why. they. I think that play really defined that they're here to play, they're here to win, and I'm really excited to watch them in the national championship. Yeah, I will say, John, because I know you're just, like, getting into college football, don't let anyone tell you Trevor Lawrence is overrated. He is the real deal. If yeah. I love Josh Allen, I I might think about if we could get Trevor Lawrence, I might want him over Josh Allen because this guy, this guy's like I don't want to say Peyton Manning, but he's probably the best. He is the best prospect since Andrew Luck coming out of college. He's he's just the whole package. And to your point about grit, that just I think that comes from the program and the coaching, they have now won, I think, 29 straight games. Um, and big games, too. Obviously, they won the national championship last year. This team is well-coached. They got guys who might be able to coach in the NFL. They got NFL talent and probably the best quarterback in the country. Um, so that, that they are, they definitely deserve to be in this national championship game. Um. Isn't this Dabo Sweeney's first head coaching job? Uh, I mean, yes, he was. Um, he he had coached at Clemson for a while, but he has been a head coach there for quite some time. Yeah, I'm curious to see if he, uh, how long he would stay there, or if any NFL teams come calling. So he just signed, I think, last year, like some insane deal. I want to say like ten years or something. To stay at Clemson. Um, And it's funny you mention that because there was speculation that um, he might go to Alabama because he played at Alabama. Um, But the thing is, in his contract, I want to say if he leaves for specifically Alabama, the amount he has to give back is like double than what he would have to be if he went to any other school. So this contract is specifically designed to protect Clemson from Dabo leaving for Alabama, which is like, realistically, if Dabo was going to go anywhere in college, it probably would be Alabama, but I don't think that's going to happen. $93 million. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 116 wins to 30 losses in 11 seasons. Mm Mm-hmm. Zay, what do you think uh, of this game? Other than you know, maybe we touched on already. Um. Well, just quickly, point. I had a few things. One, you talking about you know you'd be okay with getting Lawrence over Josh Allen. I was just gonna say I'd be okay with uh, Ben Roethlisberger sitting out all next year, and us playing Duck Hodges so that we could get the number one pick. Mm-hmm. Um. But just to get him. Um. 
But yeah, he's. I mean, I think I said this on your last podcast, but I I won't bet against Trevor Lawrence. I mean, he has yet to lose in college. Um, his last loss was in high school, so I just I won't do it. Um, he showed in that game that he he's I think the best quarterback in college football. Um, so, but what impressed me, the second thing that impressed me was Clemson's defense. Um, in the second half, they, they, they buckled down and, uh, slowed down Ohio State. Um, so Clemson's defense showed some life and it, it showed that, you know, they had potential to maybe give Joe Burrow some, some issues. So, um, but I mean, I thought it stinks that Ohio State had to play Clemson the first game because they're a good team. Um, but I just, again, I just don't think you can bet against Trevor Lawrence and his offense. So. Yeah. Um, I need to fix my statement because, one, I absolutely love Josh Allen. And I think he is the perfect quarterback for Buffalo. You know, he, he's very talented, not all put together yet, but he is Buffalo. But with that being said, if Buffalo needed a quarterback, I would want Trevor Lawrence. That's what I'm going to say. I love Josh Allen. I don't want him replaced. I love that he's the Bills quarterback, but Trevor Lawrence is the guy I would want in the future. It's, if, if, um, if you could trade Josh Allen to a team and get Trevor Lawrence, would you do it? Uh, that's a tough one. I don't, I'd, I'd really have to think about it. Like, I don't know how that's not an easy yes. I mean, I get what you're saying, but like Josh Allen is Buffalo, and I have a special, I have a special connection with him because he gave me the best Bill season I've ever had. So there's a okay, but... from a pure pure football standpoint, I totally get what you mean. Yeah. Yes. But is Josh Allen really gonna bring Buffalo in a Super Bowl? I think he could. Yeah. Uh, I'm and that I'm not being biased. I think if he, you know, improves a little more, continue his uh, improvements, it's there. I'm not gonna say he will be the guy like uh, carrying the team the whole way. Buffalo's gonna win with the whole collection of talent. Um, but win when they free Tommy Sweeney. This is just the way I look at it. Trevor Lawrence is a winner, and Josh Allen has yet to prove that. So I, I do, I do agree with you, a hundred percent, and I'm definitely biased in my response yeah. by saying, like, hesitating. Trevor Lawrence, any team who gets him is very lucky. Yeah. Okay. That that's what I'm gonna say. I love Josh Allen. Okay. okay. Um. So before we get to the title game, I want you guys to think in the back of your minds. Who you want to pick, and just a couple points why. Um, but for this, brought up an interesting point. The college football playoff. Some people have been calling for it to be expanded, right? You know, eight teams, every Power Five conference should be in. Whatever, eight teams is better than four teams. I get it, but doesn't this kind of show you this year that it's a very top-heavy team? Like, it's a very top-heavy league and playoff because no matter who played Oklahoma out of those three teams was going to whoop them. That's what I think. I think Oklahoma would have lost to Clemson. I think they would have lost to Ohio State. And I would say 
if Tua was healthy, Alabama would have beaten Oklahoma. And I get like the politics, oh, you can't let a two-win non-conference champion into the playoffs. But I think, excuse me, the better, the best four teams would have been LS, the top three here and an Alabama with a healthy Tua. And I wouldn't, I would have seeded it in a way that like LSU and Bama don't play again in the first round. So maybe like, maybe then you put Ohio State or Clemson one. I don't care. But I think this kind of shows you how top heavy the nation is. And you got like a handful of dominant teams at the top. And like the Oregons, the Utahs, the Baylors, Oklahomas, they're just a step below. And if you put the top eight teams in, for example, and I'm just going to use Florida because I don't know who eight was, but if Florida played LSU at one, there would be more blowouts in the college football playoffs. And no, like, yeah, if you're an LSU fan, you love that game, but like as an unconnected fan to that game, I was just like, I want to see another Clemson, Ohio State. I don't want to see another LSU, Oklahoma. Yeah, it's sweet, but it gets it gets boring after a while. Yeah, I no, I agree one hundred percent with everything you just said. I mean, can you imagine if Tua was healthy and Alabama was in it? Both those games would have been great games. Mm-hmm. Even if they even if they mixed it up a little bit, like Ohio State played Alabama or something, whatever. Like those those games would have been really good games. Um, I think. The, the Big 12, until you get a team that has a really good defense, you're not going to be able to compete with an SEC team um, or even a Big 10 team. So, yeah, I, I wish Tua was healthy because those semifinals, the, both those games would have been really good ones instead of just one. What do you think, John? I'll give you some time. I honestly... Uh... it's such a hard balance between like of course i'd want to see alabama play another great team so i can just watch more great football and also yeah i don't know as much as i love the underdog stories i question at least in college football how likely they are to happen mm-hmm. does that make sense like i just the only other reference in my mind is the March Madness tournament, and of course you're not gonna have 64 college football teams right. in the tournament. That's crazy. But you know, even expanding it, um, yeah, I just think momentum is such not as it's just not as important in college football, um, or at least from what I've seen. Yeah. That yeah. end up winning. I will. What I will say about like Cinderella teams and underdogs, I love them too, and I think everyone loves a good Cinderella story, until they get blown out by a good team. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like if the Mount, I'm just gonna use the Mount as an example. If the Mount had beaten, like goes on a run, like they win their playing game, and they upset a one seed, everyone's gonna root for the Mount. They're gonna get specials on every game. But eventually. If a Mount were to play Duke, a Villanova, like they did, and they just get blown out, it's not fun to watch anymore. So, 
and it's like kind of takes the magic away of like yeah well then why were they there and not and like why were they right uh, so that's I don't know I can you imagine if let's just say for example Ohio State was one and it played out in such a way that um, like if two is healthy I think they beat Auburn so they only have one loss going into the playoffs and so let's just say Ohio State's the one Bama's the four like that would just be a great game and have LSU play Clemson we're getting that game now like that's two great games and I'm sure there'll be people be like. The, it's a bias towards the South, and I'm just like, I don't care. I just want the best four teams in. I think yeah. it's kind of been proven. Lincoln Riley is 0-3 or or 0-4 in the playoffs. He's been in multiple times, lost every single game. It's just a different kind of football. Like, they can play tons of offense for uh, against the Big 12 because that's just how the defenses and offenses work in that conference. But when you play against... You know, the SEC teams and teams that play good football, they're going to struggle with the exception being that game against Georgia a couple years ago. But I I want the best four teams. And realistically, this year, the way everything played out, I will say, though, that I don't know who other than Oklahoma would have done better against LSU. Like Utah, if they had beaten Oregon, I don't think would have been able to hang with LSU. I don't think Oregon would have been able to hang with LSU. I, I, with Even with everything I just said, Oklahoma, I feel like, was the right choice um, and probably the best team available at that stage of the year. Yeah. All right. Um, so let's move on to the title game. This, uh, it was a year ago this time where we started this podcast so just to kind of a couple things i saw i saw about this title game lsu clemson uh lsu is favored by a touchdown um i can't i could see it being really close but i just don't know about clemson's defense if they'll be able to shut down burrow's offense so that's my concern and the biggest thing I wanted to point out, where I guess there are two biggest things. Uh, LSU's running back, who is very questionable heading into the playoffs, will probably be very healthy for this game. LSU has two receivers that have, I want to say, 18-plus touchdowns on the year. And the most surprising thing for me was when you compare the two quarterbacks, Joe Burrow has thrown 100 more passes than Trevor Lawrence. And has two less interceptions. So that's the biggest thing that point out to me. I'll start things off. I'm going to ride with Joe Burrow and LSU. I just think their offense has been on a tear lately. And I'm just going to ride with them. And I I know Zay's going to talk to me about how Trevor Lawrence is a winner. And he's not going to pick against them. And I agree with them. But I just think... I don't know. Something about Joe Burrow and this LSU team is something special. So that's who I'm going to go with. But all I really want, I just want a good game. I want a game like LSU Clemson this year or like um, Alabama Clemson a couple years ago when Deshaun won at the buzzer. I just want a good game, but I'm going to pick LSU. Yeah. Um, no, I think. I think 
LSU is overall the definitely the better team. Um, and and I have no issue with you picking LSU because I'm very tempted to pick LSU. But as you said, I am not picking against Trevor Lawrence. Um, I'm going with Clemson. I think it will be a I mean two good offenses, two good quarterbacks. I think people are expecting a in a way a higher scoring game, but I think it will definitely be lower scoring than most people think. But I'm still going Clemson, although I'm so tempted to go with LSU and the Heisman winner, but I can't go against Trevor Lawrence, like you said, so I'm picking Clemson. Alright. What about you, John? Um, I don't know if I can pick because I think I was trying to find odds, you know, what bookmakers have. And I wish I could tell you I knew what these numbers mean, but LSU is a 21 to 50 favorite while Clemson is a 7 to 4 underdog. Like, I have no idea what the heck that means. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. The, the number you need to pay attention to is that uh, LSU is minus 6. That just means that they're picking LSU to win by a touchdown. Um, so I think I'm looking, yeah. When I see this game, I see two big story arcs, if that makes sense. You have, on Clemson's side, well, let's start with LSU. Look often, you know. Their head coach guided them through a tough schedule with wins over six top ten teams. This is kind of the icing on the cake, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So you've got all of that going for it. But I think the um, being it having it close to LSU is going to be really important. But that being said, you have Davo Sweeney in Clemson, right where Davo Sweeney wants them, on a 29-game win streak, and against, well, not against, against the number one team. So that means they're underdogs, and that's where Davo Sweeney loves to be and loves to thrive. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm a sucker for the underdog. But something in me has LSU winning. All right, that's okay. Um, you definitely bring up some good points, John. I totally agree when you say Dabo loves that LSU is the underdog. I think he loves that. Even though he thinks they're the best team in the country, I think he loves that everyone else doesn't because that just gives him more motivation. Um, and to your point, Zay, I kind of disagree that it'll be low scoring. And the only reason is because... LSU has been so explosive on offense. Like, I don't remember a game where they haven't scored 30-plus points. And so I think LSU is going to put up 30-plus points, and I think Clemson can keep up with them, which is why I think it will be high scoring. And I also, I just don't... One, I don't know enough about Clemson's defense to say, oh, you know, they're going to shut them down. But I do know they're not the defense they had year, a couple years ago when they had, like, four first-rounders on their D-line. They have a good coach. They're well-coached. 
but I don't, I just don't know if they are able, going to be able to withhold or stand against LSU's offense, especially later in the game. Yeah, no, I definitely, I, I, I agree. And I think the only reason I say that is because championship games, I don't know, in the past typically haven't gone, gone as planned, I feel like. Like games haven't gone as planned. When you expect a high-scoring game, you get a low-scoring game. Like I, I think Clemson's D is a bit underrated, um, just because of exactly what you said. They don't have four first-round defense alignment, or just um, just the type of defense they've had in past years. But I think, I think Dabo Sweeney knows how to play defensively against good quarterbacks mm-hmm. um, and so I I'm going I think I'm think it will be I mean okay I guess when I say high scoring I think like a a 45 42 type game like if LSU hits 30 points then yeah that's like 30 to 27 type game okay let me before you before you go on I just want to say the past five National championship scores were starting from 2015 to present Ohio State 42, Oregon 20, Alabama 45, Clemson. What? That was expected. Right. But I'm just, but I'm going by sheer quantity. Bama, Clemson 45 40, Clemson beat Bama 35 31, Bama beat Georgia 26 23, and then Clemson 44, Bama 16. So, other than that one year where it was 26-23 and it went to overtime, they have been 35-plus to the winner. And I, I just don't see that trend changing. Well, okay, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, that, I agree, but I just don't think LSU is going to put up 45 points. I don't, I don't see them doing it. Okay. Do you think they and, could, though? Do you think I, they could? I mean, maybe. But, like, did anyone expect Clemson to put up that many points on Alabama last year? No. No, so I just, I don't think, I, that, I'm just saying, I don't think LSU is going to put up 45 points on Clemson. Okay. It'll be a good game. I'm excited. It's next Monday at 8 p.m. I hope everyone tunes in. It's, it is going to be a good game. I mean, yeah, I don't know. LSU put up 60-some points on Oklahoma, who has a trash defense. Clemson is 10 times the defense Oklahoma's defense is. So I just, I don't know. How would you compare Clemson's defense to Alabama's defense? Um, I think it's better. You think Clemson's is better than Alabama? Yeah. Okay, what about Georgia's defense? Okay, the reason I ask is because in the last, the way um, LSU scored this year is they scored above 36 points in every game except against Auburn, where they scored 23. But some of their higher scores include, and I'm not going to count the gimme games, 37 against Georgia, 50 against Texas A&M, 46 on Alabama, 42 on Florida. 
So. Yeah, no, I, I see what you're saying. I just, I don't, I think Clemson knows they can't win a shootout. Okay. I, I think they, they know they have to play well defensively, and I think Dabo prepares for that. Oh, I agree. I definitely agree. Um, John, any last thoughts on college football? It's time for Rodrigo Blankenship to <laughs> get drafted. You're right. I, th- I think he is going to get enter the draft. I think he's a senior, so I think this is his year. His time to shine. Okay. Um, so I am. Go- we should take a short break, and then we will be right back with uh, breaking down the NFL playoffs. <laughs> 